Hello and welcome to this episode two of the podcast Self-Realization, Now What? Today I thought I would um, I would share my own story about uh, self-realization, how this came about in my life. And um, I might do two episodes. This first one, I, I want to bring the context of... Um, what was going on for me in my relative experience from around 2015 to 2021. And by the way, today is my anniversary of self-realization. The self-realization happened for me on April 1st, 2021. And we're now April 1st, 2023. So um, happy birthday. <laughs> to uh to me <laughs> anyway so before 2021 there was some precursor thing that were occurring that i can now see in retrospect and i want to share them with you in the intent that this may sparkle something in you or this may you might relate to this and you might start to have more clarity around what's happening if something if if these things are happening to you i'm not sure anyway to whomever find this and um, hopefully this help i feel that sharing from direct experience is always it's the best thing to do because it's the only thing we can truly share <laughs> there is nothing else than that i can't share for others what they're going through what's happened to them what I can do, though, is in, in conversation with others, I can share with them and, and hear how this came about for them. So in my experience, in around 2015, I started to let go of the need to accumulate material stuff. So there was a turning point where I let go of the idea that um, possessing things and possessing money would bring me happiness i completely surrendered that and i started to run i was in uh, not a very good physical shape i had went through difficult year chasing accumulation of money and the physical health had uh, really declined so i started to run for my first for recovering my physical health and in that process while i was running i started to feel i didn't know at the time but i liked it so much because i was just being while i was running i was experiencing being i was experiencing being i'll say in these words being with myself being with nature, being with the experience of running, being there, presence. I was experiencing joy of being. And so I started to run a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. I would, I would just go and run at my own pace. I didn't have any program. I didn't follow any kind of structure. I was just going out for a run, enjoying 
hearing the birds, seeing anything that was there in my in awareness. And I, I didn't know at the time, but that was really what, what was vi the vibration for me was to be, that I was just there, I was being there. And I started to run longer distance. And at some point in, uh, in some of, the, of these run, I think I should say it star I started running in 2013 or 2012. And in 2015, I was doing a long run. I had a passion to run in the mountain where I felt connected with the nature. And I started to run these run that would last for 50 kilometer and I would run six hours, six hours climbing the mountain three times. And during those run, I was amazed with the capacity of the body. Because I had uh, trained gradually, the body became very, very strong. And the movement of running became very, very pleasant. It felt effortless. And there was some magic in feeling effortless while running fast or climbing a mountain or running for a long time. And during these run, I, at some point, uh, evidently six hours running straight is, 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 is going to be taxing on the body. So the body starts to feel tired at some point. And through, through this came not only experiencing the body as being a, a magical vehicle that I was using to have these magnificent experience, these magical experience. I was also starting to see through the illusion of time because after having run six hours straight, I would stop and then I, because during the run, I would think, oh my God, I'm, I'm really tired. I'm not going to do any of these run again. So I started to, and then after the run, I would feel, oh, it wasn't so bad. I would take a refreshment and then I would feel okay. And I would say, yeah, I can do it again. And the whole thing, the time seemed to dissolve. It seems to have no substance. I was like, I ran six hours. It appears to be difficult. Then I take a few refreshment. I feel okay and I'm ready to do it again. And I, and I would, even I would write story about the run. I would write a blog and I was passionate about doing that. And I would so then reconstruct this experience into a story. Uh, what I was thinking during the run, how I felt, what I encountered. And, and this whole magical experience of creating a story about it was also part of the dissolution of the illusion of of thoughts, time, and space. And this started in 2015, and then I ran longer race in 2016 even, and in 2017. And then I, I felt I had run enough. I, I didn't feel like running anymore, so I, I dropped 
slowly drop out of, of running and I just started walking, hiking. And, and then I started on a, on a path of uh, cleaning the house and I, I cleaned a lot of stuff. I, um, I went on to a minimalism uh, path. I was looking for having less stuff and even less of my own story because I remember going to the basement and emptying boxes of old diary of when I was a kid and I would just say, well, I don't need this. I really don't need this. <laughs> and I, I, I put a lot of things in recycling bins and I cleaned up, cleaned up some of the, the weight of the past. It felt, it, it now feels like uh, that's what I was doing in retrospective. And in um, 20, that was 2018, 2017, 2018, lots of cleaning up. And in 2020, my dad died in June, 2020. And I, I had to clean up his apartment. I I was alone I was an only child so <laughs> I was also a lonely child so I um I went to his apartment my partner was with me he helped me a lot and I had to clean up his apartment and the state in which his apartment was was really sad this the place was really it was really sad how everything was just not really clean and lots of lots of sadness in this in this apartment and my dad died of a complication of relating to alcoholism and i i remember being standing in his apartment and feeling a huge sense of failure a huge huge sense of having failed him I had not been able to save him, to make him happy, to all the weight of this identity that I was carrying around with me, trying to make people happy, trying to make him happy, was really present, this, this sense of having failed. And after his after he passed in June 2020, I went into I uh, went in a period of feeling a lot of distress, and I didn't I didn't relate it to him passing. I was just feeling distress. I even named it at some point as the sense of distress of a very very young child. It's as if all the knot of fear, the knot of identity was just surfacing and I was I was present or I had to I was feeling it all and there was a feeling of being empty and the identity that I carried around in this relative experience was uh, a lot linked with being the daughter of my dad being his daughter, being a being a, this was the role that I played the most in my life. I had a dad, he was alcoholic and I was trying to take care of him. 
And that, that was reflected in, in many, many relationships where I, I felt I needed to take care of people and help them. <laughs> so it was a reflection. It was reflected everywhere. And when he passed, even before he passed, I would tell him, I'm not ready for you to go. I'm not ready for you to go. And I felt, I believed at the time that this was proving that I loved him. So this was, there was an attachment of, I have to take care of him to prove that I love him or, and, and what I was not ready to let go was this, this identity of needing to be taken care of. I needed to be taken care of by others. That was also a reflection of this. And when he passed, this just kind of collapsed. And I was feeling very, very empty. And there was um, a point where I questioned everything. I was looking at my life and I knew I have everything, but I'm not happy. It's not normal. This is really, something's wrong with me. Something is really, really wrong. I have a partner that, that, that wants to show me love, which I have difficulty receiving. I have a good job. I have a house. I have safety. I have more than enough money. I'm not rich, but I have enough. I'm not in danger of anything missing. I am safe. I have friends. I have a beautiful dog, I have lovely activity, and I still feel there's something wrong. This is not normal. And uh, the prayer was, I just want harmony. Can I just please have harmony? And in that question, I was led to the audiobook, The Greatest Secret. Because I was looking for harmony, I started to look in um, on uh, Audible and Scrib for book around the peace of mind. And, and this book just fell into my library because I was looking for other books related to the same subject of peace of mind. And Rhonda Bird I knew from The Secret and I, I didn't feel like I wanted to manifest anything. I was really done with that. I was done with manifesting and trying to manifest and the sense of lack and I couldn't go on with that. So I, at first I didn't want to read the book because I thought it would be the same kind, but I still, I still opened it <laughs> by a set of circumstance. I started to listen to it. That was March 30th, 2021. So, as I started to listen, it felt really weird. She was saying, um, I'm not a person. And she uh, mentioned, where is the sad person when the happy person is here? If you were that person, there would be a part of you that's missing when when the happy person is here. So she was pointing directly to the fact that 
I don't have awareness, I am awareness. And the person appear in awareness. I'm not a person that has awareness. So that was a... Um, that's how I, I realized it. I saw that what I am is awareness. And in that awareness, thoughts are coming and going. Emotion and feeling are coming and going. But I am not going anywhere. So the realization was really, really simple. I just, I felt a huge relief because I had spent my life trying to find out what's wrong. What is wrong? Why am I not happy? And what I failed to see was that in our direct experience, I am not going anywhere in my direct experience. I am awareness. And that awareness is spacious, silent, still, always present, always the same. So I realized that I'm not coming and going with the thought. If I, if I identify with the thought, I feel that I'm coming and going. I feel that I'm going somewhere. I'm going to attain something. But if I rest as awareness, it's really easy to see that thoughts are coming and going in awareness. So that was it. That was a simple realization, as simple as that. Then, of course, there was a process of integration because re-identification with thoughts was instant. The habit of adopting the thought and believing it was strong. So for a while, all I did was asked the question, as it is explained in the book, am I aware? And I would even transform the question, is there awareness here, now? And I was just simply, yes, there is awareness. It's always present, it's still here. And I would ask the question, has it changed? It's still the same, same, pure awareness so at first it was um, as simple as that asking the question over and over again is there awareness yes am I aware even that is fine am I aware yes I'm aware am I still aware yes I'm aware and when I started to feel not so good, I could see that I was falling in asleep in thinking. That I was again identifying as the thinker that is thinking, that has to go somewhere, that has to find something. And so I would just come back to this simple, simple awareness. And that was immensely life-changing just that then there was the possibility of 
just feeling the sensation as awareness. In the book, it was said, stay as awareness. As you stay as awareness, you're not moving, you're just aware. You're just aware of things, feeling, thought, moving in you. What you are is the spacious awareness. And as I did that, I started to feel everything. Feel sadness, feel self-pity, feel fear, feel... I would just embrace, welcome everything. I want to feel everything. Let me feel everything. As awareness, there is a capacity to feel everything. I can stay present without fear of feeling and that was my that was my path that was my i had to feel everything so this um, emptiness boredom um, distress fear i just stayed present i just i just started to listen from deep presence what would it say, that feel, this feeling, if it had words? What does it need to express? I am present, I am here, I am awareness, I am pure awareness, I'm here. I'm not moving, there is space for you here. And I was really determined, determined that I was really, I was just done I was done with suffering. I, I I couldn't take it anymore. So I was just staying present with whatever was coming up. And I knew it's not me. So I could feel there is anger here. It's not me. I am not angry. I am not the anger. What I am is awareness. And anger is appearing in me in awareness as i did that it dissolved the the charge in the emotion dissolve in the neutrality of awareness so as the charge dissolve for me now there is no capacity to be angry and I can have irritation and I can say I am irritated and I'm but it's it's not taken seriously. And I would have to make an effort to really, really feel angry. And I don't know, I cannot say like forever and ever. There is no forever and ever. Something could happen and I could feel angry. I'm not saying that it's impossible, but it just seemed very, very far now from being plausible. So as I felt everything, I was not moving and I was not going anywhere. I was what I am, pure awareness, presence itself. And then I could see the illusion of time. I could see that on the relative experience, yes, there is time. I am 
telling you a story. So it's still just a recollection of thoughts that is appearing now. So both are okay. I can be on the timeline while knowing that there is only this moment. And the beauty of not moving and being with everything is that as the low vibration dissolve, the belief in thoughts, in, in, in adopting a thought, dissolve with it. That was my experience. So thoughts are becoming less and less plausible. And then there is the revelation of an intimacy with everything, an appreciation for everything. Beauty emanates from everything, but it, it kind of has to be, how could I say this? I had to stay with the low vibration first so that they could just dissolve in neutrality without me resisting anything, without resisting fear, without resisting um, sadness. This had an alchemy of dissolving these low vibration and then I, I access a state of neutrality. Everything became I'd say at, the, at that time, maybe a year ago or more, became boring or mundane or it was just very ordinary. There was no joy. There was no sadness. There was no anger. There was kind of nothing. There was no joy. And through this phase of just staying with that too, staying with that neutrality, I'm here. I'm okay. I'm still here. There is awareness. Awareness is never affected, it's never changed. I would check it out again and again. Is awareness changed? No, awareness is still the same. Has it gone anywhere? No. Is it coming and going? No, it's always here. Neutrality started to be like um, a baseline. From where now joy, happiness, love, appreciation, gratitude, all of these higher vibration emerge from neutrality. The neutrality is the gift. When, uh, in my experience, when I, I kind of see reach <laughs> neutrality, which, which sounds weird because I'm still speaking in time and space, when I, when I stabilize in, in neutrality, stabilize in my being, awareness and being awareness, started to reveal more and more the love, the joy, the beauty, the being is, is now always here. So I started by feeling that I was being while I was running. And as I emptied, everything was emptied. Now being is always here. It shines. It's, um, it's just a natural state of being. So that's in a nutshell how this appeared in my relative experience. And what this character Julie had to do 
I had to inquire a little bit deeper into the sense of being a failure, into the thought of there was one thought that was really, really sticky was I'm alone and it's all my fault. That was um, the knot of, of the identity of, of this little this little child that I, on the relative experience that I, um, I had identified with, being left alone and it's all my fault. The sense of being a failure, but in fact, as a child in my relative experience, if there was one thing I would have told my dad, if I could, is it's sad, but I would have told him, you are a failure, you are alone and it's all your fault. And I turned this story against myself. I am a failure. I am alone and it's all my fault. And I carried this story in my life, in my relative experience, until I realized we are not the story. We are not the thought. We are not the feeling. We are pure awareness. And then such immense love for my dad emerged out of that knowing that he too was pure awareness, identify with being a sufferer. And my dad was so sensitive, so intelligent, and so he had a deep interest in spirituality. So he suffered the state of the world, the state in the world in which we live in. He was very, very sensitive to that. So he suffered a lot so that... Um, Liberation from identifying with all of this revealed um, an immense unconditional love for everything and everyone, especially my dad. But this unconditional love is, is known to be impersonal. The person can never be unconditionally loving because the person is a is always the thought and it's always living in time and space and it's trying to achieve something. It's So it's never free, it's never unconditionally loving. The unconditional love is our being, is what we are. And when the identification with being the person is seen through, what is left is the unconditional love of being, is the... Is the um, openness and spaciousness of being so if you have access to that to that awareness and that knowing that what you are is not going anywhere is always present then bring everything back home there is no danger in doing that there is just um, more and more freedom so that's uh, that's it for now and um, I'll share more about other insight that came after but within that 30 minute sharing you have everything you need to realize your true nature and not only realize it to live from it to live as it as your true nature the only thing that we're doing in this process is that we are dissolving 
falsity. We are dissolving ignorance, dissolving what's false. So it's not a search, it's a revelation. It's a revealing of what you already are. And the better place to do that is to refer to your direct experience, not to the thought of your experience, to your direct experience. In my direct experience, I questioned everything. Am I ever going to get over there? When I think that I'm going somewhere, I'm in the thinking that I'm going somewhere, but the thinking is appearing now, here. And when I get over there, am I over there or am I still here? So I started to see it's evident that I'm never going to get over there, that I'm just here always. It's really, now it's blatantly evident. But at first I needed to question it because I was so used to thinking I'm going over there and one day we will be happy and at some point uh, I'll realize this and there is no over there. There is no other place. There is no other place separate from awareness. Awareness is always here present and there is no out there over there i'm never gonna get over there in my direct experience in my in thinking i may think that i'm gonna get over there in my direct experience i'm always here so now it's become really evident that i i can't even create a belief that i'm gonna get over there so there was that with space and then with time Thinking takes time. Thought takes time. Thoughts are time. Thoughts are never present. Thoughts are always yesterday, tomorrow. Thoughts are not here present. So the time appears in thoughts and the thoughts appear in me. Awareness. So, But it's not to make it complicated. It's okay still to have access to the thought of having had breakfast earlier but it's still just a thought appearing now so the timeline is practical to function to plan it's beautiful access to having an experience but it's not really real the future never come the future never come and the past is a recollection of thoughts an interpretation of something so so by going to your direct experience over and over and over again as long as you need to at some point it just permeates your life and it becomes evident but i guess there has to be um a real commitment to a surrender of suffering, separation. There has to be, a, I suppose, a, a will or a commitment to, to truth. But it is the most magnificent blessing to remember or to discover, reveal 
Some people talk about the remembering and I I'm not really relating to remembering. In my experience there was no remembering. There was just realization. Oh my god. I always believed. I believed I was going somewhere. I believed that one day I would be happy. But when all of this belief are seen true, what is left is the happiness of being. So so it for me it was just a realization that I had assumed that I was really going somewhere, that I was really a person that had a solid identity that I was this person and it was just a fact but the person can never really can never be defined can never be it's just always changing and so it's we cannot define uh, our the person it's uh, it's just um, we are experiencing being a person which is uh, which is awesome. <laughs> All right, so I leave you with that. If you have any question, don't hesitate. Uh, contact me. I leave my um, coordinate below. If you want to meet with me, I am open to uh, having conversation with people to either um, help them realize their nature, their true nature, point them to that, as I am doing right now, or dissolving any any contraction, any energy, any, if I can be of any support in questioning the, 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 the pain when there is a suffering in um, meeting it, I, um, in my experience, I just went on with feeling everything and I found even um, a process that helped me do that, which was, uh, I for which I became certified to, um, facilitate other people that want to meet everything and, and free everything so uh, with this there is deep commitment and for some other people there is no necessity to do that so you just refer to your own experience and intuition just follow intuition for uh, finding uh, resting in your truth so it's uh, there is no don't take anything that I'm saying here as um, uh, absolute truth. Evidently, it's just an like a it's just a, one of the infinite ways in which this um, unfold. All right. So, but there are similarities. So there are um, lots of difference and some similarity. All right, bye-bye for now.